Hi everybody, this is Walleye Talk. I'm Will Newer. I'm Dan Ryan. Uh, this week, uh, is we're, we're looking at the end of April right now, uh, and we're, we're thinking ice off. Ice is coming off of a lot of these little ponds, and uh, we're going to talk about it. going to talk about ice off. We're also going to do uh, pretty much like a roast of each other. Yes. I guess it'll be a pros and cons, so it'll be nice things and yeah. moderately mean things. And I'm going to give you like a Madden, like a percentage like you would get on Madden, Ooh. like a player rating. I don't like that number. That's what you're going to get. I don't like it already. Yeah, that's what you're getting. Uh, we'll give you an idea of what you should do this week, some good ideas, how to fill one of the last few weeks before fishing opener. We're also going to talk a little bit about side imaging. Uh, what you think you're going to get and what you're actually going to get. Yeah, sort of common man side imaging. Yep, yep. And then uh, lastly, we'll hit you with a couple tackle tips before we're out of here. So, hold on to your butts here. <laughs> this is uh, Walleye Talk, presented by... Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta. So let's set the mood here. It is April 20 something. Somethingeth. It is like 65 degrees right now. Mm -hmm. We've got green grass sprouting. Yep. Like all over. Frogs are going crazy. Going crazy. It's hard not to be in a great mood. Not just a good mood. It's pretty hard not to be in a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. Life is looking really good. Snow is all but gone. Ice is retracting from Longville area lakes. Mm -hmm. Walleyes are running. They're stripping like crazy. They they think they're going to be done this weekend. Yep. Which is just wicked. I think it's all good news. Even the cat. Look at that cat having a good time. Cat is just thinking about... Taking a cat nap. Oh, Ooh, not anymore. Crazy. She's just like right. ninja her way from <laughs> spine to feet. Having a good time. Having a good time. Lots of life back to the Northwoods. And you're right, ice is coming off. Um, lots of the little ones. Parents 40 Acre Lake is off. That would oh. be like maybe four days, five days ahead of last year. Yeah. We had sort of a rally last year. It was like looking real grim. And then, boom. But, like, the four days, like, the week leading up to our ice off, we still had snow on the ground, mm-hmm. a bunch of snow on the ground. Yeah. I remember we did that episode with Steve, and there was, like, we just got a fresh eight inches. It was, like, the 10th of April or something. Yeah, which was really cool. Man, boy, <laughs> can't wait for that again. <laughs> so, I think, I have a date in mind. I think what we did last year is what we should stick to this year. Last year, we did it way further out. And you were right so far out, dude. You were right, like, what, five weeks out? It was one of our first episodes. It was, it in... was with Steve. It was with Steve. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're Episode right. Episode three. Yep. And I had guessed May 9th for Leech Lake Ice Off, and I successfully earned $2 that day. Did he pay you? No. But Steve, come on. Yeah, Steve. Write him a check. It's funnier if it's a check for yeah. some reason. Yeah, we do. I have a $1 we do. check from you. Yeah, I have a $1 check from you. I'm waiting for a rainy day, you know, in case. Uh, yeah. Down on your luck. Yeah, I really Just need that dollar. Folded up check out of the <laughs> bottom of your wallet. <laughs> for right. in your in the memo you wrote for being better. That was for when we were we went fishing. Uh, 
it was like one of the first weeks of season and I busted out the old June bug jig and successfully dominated the field. Successfully. You 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 cornered me out of the fish is what you did. It was a competition. But it was a great time. It was one of my one of the better days I had last I, year. I, that was fun. Mm -hmm. Good memories. It's funny the ones that stick in your head. They're not always like the best numbers days. That one is stuck forever. Yeah, that was fun. For sure. It's a great time. And then uh, we should do that again. Oh, for sure. I agree. I think you're just saying that to be polite. No, I want to do the exact same thing. If I could just relive that day a bunch, I would do that. Cool, me too. Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, um, me too. All right, ice out. Leech Lake. That's the that's the marker. Yep. When is the ice going out on Leech Lake? <sighs> I'm thinking... Seven. Wrong. Days. That's a that's a Wilner move right there. You do that. That to me was all the a, time. that was a good yep. move. Yep. Sorry. Go ahead. I should use that more often. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seven days from today. So I'm thinking May first. Ah, dang it! That was my date. Was it? Yeah. I, just I originally said, said your birthday, long mm. time ago, a long time ago. But that is long since come and gone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just sent a text message to a guy about uh, May first. I'll take April thirtieth then. I'll be optimistic. I like where your head's at. Definitely not happening on uh, April 31st. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good to know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely cannot happen then. I think that that is the perfect timing. For me personally as a Leech Lake fisherman, that's going to be If you're perfect. setting up a template for the perfect springtime bite. Yep. yep. Giving them like two weeks to really spawn those main lake fish in the you know, the not river going fish to spawn and mm -hmm. recover. Yeah. I also thought if people, the avid listeners, the people who have listened to this a lot, or even if you're listening for the first time, it'd be interesting to listen to this episode and then listen to like our two week before opener mm -hmm. episode, like our predictions on where they're going to be and what they're going to be doing and compare how, how that lines up with this yeah. year. Right. You, this is just like a data set for you, like our our idea, and then you get you could listen to the one after that, which was like the okay, Dan was pretty off on Cast Lake walleyes, mm -hmm. Leech was pretty or Will was pretty on for Leech Lake. I had a tough go, I think. Last opener, last opener, I had a good morning, but I had a tough afternoon. Um, but that was my own fault for not finding him early enough. But I think that you forget about the water temp thing in the spring. Because some openers, they bite all day. Yeah. Just bite all day. And often, I think those are the warmer openers. Yeah. If, if we get cold water openers, you they don't. They're morning and evening. Yeah, and that's what I focus on anyhow for that first couple, for the first couple weeks is mornings and evenings. I just fish the entire time. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Are you going to fish every single day in May? What? Yeah, I think that's from opener good... to to the end of May. Most of them are booked. I've got a couple May days open that I'd like to fill, um, but that's always sort of a until people do it. I have a hard time getting the new the unless they repeat, which a lot mm -hmm. a lot of the ones I have in May are like sign us up. Yep. You know, as soon as the trip is over, they say sign us up for the next one, which um, is great. People, there's maybe not as many people around, and maybe a little hesitant to book a guide for whatever reason right. but may is a pretty great time of year if you're picking the best fish catching month it's generally it's you know may is one of the is top two 
Yeah. You know? Yep. For as far as numbers go. And it's so fun to ca- the way you can catch them in May. Mm-hmm. Golly, that's great. Feels so good. Oh, so many hook sets. It's not like winding side hook sets. It is just straight beefing them. <laughs> Over yeah. the top, as hard as you can lean into them. You cannot set the hook hard enough. But yeah. that's, uh, oh yeah, we're talking about ice off. That's our, I guess that's the end of it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The ice is going to be gone real quick. I do think if it doesn't go, because it could go, we could be surprised by how early, if it makes it to the weekend, the weekend's supposed to be pretty cool, the early part of next week is supposed, but supposed to be But it's supposed to rain and be windy. Right. So those two, you know, it, it's, as far as... was 28 uh, on Saturday. Though. That's barely freezing. We're going to have a little frost on the pumpkins. Not a big deal. Get rid of your pumpkins, dude. Why do you still have them? I'm just hanging they on to October. Sad. I'm just hanging on to October, baby. <laughs> All right. Good enough reason for me. But let's take a little break. Okay. Let's. Uh, we should kind of come up with a little bit of at least a little bit of a game plan. What we're what we're gonna do. Okay. For this pros and cons deal. The, oh the yeah, rating, I haven't even thought about that. The rating system. Sure. Okay. Break time. Break time. Dan, on a scale of 1 to 10, 7 being the highest, how do you rate yourself? No, that's not what okay. this is about. All right, okay. I just really wanted to get the 1 to 7 being yeah, the highest. Yeah, it's a, a good joke. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Um, so Dan Ryan, the, the analysis of Daniel Paul Ryan. Um, what... From an outsider's perspective, what he is very, very good at, which I would put this under the pros list, is he's very good at analysis of a situation. He is very good at prep work. And he's very patient once he gets there. So he's good at developing a plan, analyzing how well his plan is working, and sticking to it. That is one of your biggest and best attributes. Thanks. I'm bummed that you're starting with the pros, though. Why? Because then you're just going to hit me with a bunch of the cons. Here it comes, baby. Be... All right. So the thing I think that you are that you really don't do great on is I think you have a tendency to grind spots when they shouldn't be grinded in. Grinded in, in, in. Sometimes you try and make the milk, you milk it too much, which I don't, I think, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's the opposite of what I would do. I would much rather, but that can go on your cons list too. Um, I also think that you won't fish, I think it's not necessarily a great thing that if you don't see anything on your graph, you just won't touch, you won't fish it at all. And in sure. some certain situations, I think you just aren't going to mark them. And that those are that's I guess your that's my pros and cons of you. Sure. You really wussed out there, man. Why? I was being. I actually had thought about this. I was being respectful. And now <laughs> here's another con. You've got an <laughs> ugly mouth. All right. It is funny looking, and your head is small, very small. Don't get so loud. People are having to turn the sound down. Well, you had you had to go and do something like that. See, now <clears throat> you just did it the wrong way. So I'm going to start with the, the cons. That way 
you know, you, you, it's like a movie, right? Where you get the big drop. But Here's then you another end on con. a high note. Here's another con. Your critiquing is garbage, okay? <laughs> I was trying to be respectful, now it's gone. I'm about ready to Hulk Hogan you. <laughs> All right. Cons. Your emotions get the best of you. <laughs> You've got to be joking me. No, cons as a as an angler is that your boat is sometimes kind of messy. Super messy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is for sure messy. Mm-hmm. You make the most out of it, but it's for sure messy. You are very much stuck in your ways, which is a little scary because you're not that old. Very stuck. You, uh, I'm gonna help you break out of it over time, but as like a fishing partner and tournament partner. Uh, I don't really like that you're so stuck in your ways. That super hurt me last year. Being stuck in yeah, your ways. Oh yeah. I think it's always hurt you. You could just may be more aware of it now. It could be. Yeah. Stuck in your ways. Um, not always super detail oriented. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna stop there. No, keep going. I think keep listing them. Um, no, I'm gonna stop there. The pros are more fun. It's fun to build each other up. It is. Pros. You, I think you have really good fishing instincts. And that's like what leads to like bonkers days, in my opinion. Like the great memories are often like instinct fishing. And maybe it's a little bit because of that, that you're you're thinking outside the box and, and scheming. And then when it works out, it just feels so great. I think you're really good at that. Um Part of it is also you have a history up here. You know, you're fishing off of um, your history of living here, mm-hmm. your dad's. You know, you've mm-hmm. got some history up here, and there's it, certainly advantages that go with that. That's a big pro. Um, you are definitely in your position, like in your job. You are great with people. You are just like an entertaining person to be around, and everybody feels welcome and happy in your boat. And as a guide... That's pretty darn important. Think it's I... mostly my sensational body. Mm. <laughs> this is maybe both. This is this is for sure both. You're just so confident sometimes. It drives me nuts. I watch you just send, like, just absolutely set the hook into nothing often. Oh yeah. But you're certain when when that when you're ready to go when you're gonna let her buck you are certain there's a six pounder on there. And then it's not. <laughs> well, so, in my eyes, hook sets are free, man. Mm-hmm. Why not just give it? You know, if there's a 10% chance, I want to be 100% correct that one out of 10 times. Mm-hmm. I don't want to miss it because I'm not sure. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it's a pro and a con. And the hook set is like a visual representation of, of who you are as a person, in my opinion. <laughs> Which is just all in. I swing for the fences, baby. Yeah. There's no such thing as singles in my book. That's just a missed home run. <laughs> That's a quarter of what it could be. You would have been a terrible kid to coach. Because <laughs> I'm not very strong. <laughs> yeah, well, you're batting eight again. <laughs> Let's just focus on making contact, eh? The number nine hitter only has one arm. Yeah, but he's fast. <laughs> Um, another thing I want to put on your on your pros list is you're really good when it comes to like what I would call situational fishing. Like you can 
if you, even if you're dealing with the same school of fish and those fish change, you're very good from going, okay, they bit, but now they're not. And getting them to bite a second time. Well, that's where I struggle. If, it, if I start striking out on what was working, I can't. That's where I'm stuck in my ways. Sure. I have a hard time just on the fly, okay, this is the right decision. Right. But. I do think one thing that I figured out maybe my second year of guiding is that there are little barriers like re-rigging a rod or something that are going to screw you up. Um, if you're not willing to do, like, those little barriers, it's the same reason, um, I won't use that analogy. Essentially what I'm saying is, like, my second year of guiding, uh, I realized that, like, the little barriers, like, re-rigging a rod, tying a new knot, all those things, if they were stopping me from doing something, that, that's a bad practice. And I especially think this is important for the, the, um, the anglers that just don't fish all the time, you know, it's not their job. But, like, if you're stopping yourself from trying something because of the five minutes it's going to take to re-rig, those are mistakes that will definitely cost you fish. Because you don't know if it's going to work till you try it. And if you don't have the work done, or if you're not willing to do the work, you're never going to try it. Right. I love that. Very inspirational. Very poetic. Mm. Sorry about it. the dings. Sorry, it's just work. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, before we wrap up this session, I'm gonna do an extra pitch for our for our first sponsor. So it, you, if you've been listening the last couple episodes, Portadoc is our first sponsor on the show. Uh, one of their sales reps, uh, he Eric Hendrickson, he reached out to me and he listens to the podcast, recognizes that our audience is probably their audience as well. And we were totally behind it because it's a Minnesota company um, tied to the lake life. And luckily here in Longville, we've got a nice local supplier. Muskie House right here in Longville is a Porter Dock uh, supplier. So happy awesome. to have them on board. Awesome. Yeah. <sighs> I love it. Break time? Before we go to a break, I'm going to give you your Madden rating. I'm going to give you... 86. Ooh. 86 player rating. You're too nice, man. It's not that. It it's is totally that. At all. It's totally that. No. So if we're talking about like Chuck, Chuck's like 97. He's Wayne Gretzky level. Okay. This is Chuck Hasse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chuck is like a 97 in NHL. Yeah. He's, he is the great one. Sure. One time and you all the time. Yeah, dude. Just crush it. Yep. Just crushing it. That's that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> All right, hope Chuck listens to this one. Build him, build him up a little bit. Yeah, dude. Every, he is. every fishing guide needs a little build up a uh, couple weeks before the season opens. I love it. God, it's awesome. All right, break. Wilbur. So these there's oh you go ahead. Were you gonna ask me something? I was just gonna see what you were doing this week. So these frogs. There's frogs in the background. You can probably hear them. I hope you can hear them. They really, they really get me in the mood. It's like a symphony, To man. getting my boat on the water right now. It's that time. You don't have to put it off anymore. Right. Go to your local access. You know, it's going to be a little crummy this weekend, but that's okay. You don't have to be out there all day. But get it out. 
You know, instead of making boat noises in the garage, let the boat do the noise the making. The noises, yeah. You do the driving. Yeah. And, you know, make sure that, you know, the captain's chair, nice and clean for you. No squeaks. No squeaks. You know, get out there, let her idle, then just give her the biscuits. <laughs> really just send her off. And just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. It's great. Driving a boat is one of the most underrated things ever. Mm -hmm. Even when it's cold out. I love it. Fringe um, benefits of the job. Like boat rides. Sometimes the boat rides are just so much fun. I think being the driver of a boat is a lot like being a dog in a vehicle. <laughs> you stick your head out the window. You got your tongue out. You're just waiting for a June bug. Just waiting for it. You know which ones I actually like the best? I like quartering, like, quartering the waves a little bit downwind. Yes, I know what you're saying. You're going with the wind, quartering a little ways, right? No, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Especially on the big, the big lakes. Where they're the nice and ones. wide. Yeah. <laughs> you're surfing them. Oh, man. Those are my favorites. Going home sucks real bad. <laughs> Hopefully that's the ride home. Mm -hmm. That's the best way to do it. Right. Pound into them, catch a bunch of fish, surf them home. Excellent. Yeah. Ride into the sunset mm -hmm. and just crush after a night of crushing. It's excellent. Completely unrelated to fishing, what I would do if you haven't done it yet, is I'd go shoot a turkey. Dude, oh, I call. loved I love turkey hunting so much. I can't. <laughs> you just get over got back it. from your trip. Yeah, fun, fun hunt. Good friends. You get to hunt with people. You know, you can hunt with a buddy. Scheming. It it feels like walleye fishing, like the terrestrial version of walleye fishing <laughs> for me. And they're goofy birds. They do really interesting stuff. <laughs> I feel like a kid when I'm turkey hunting. <laughs> And I'm not that great at it, Mike. I'm aware of that. Like, I don't know everything, which is also sort of liberating. Like, this is not my job. I'm just out here having a good time. I really care. I'm going to do, like, I'm going to get up on time. I'm going to be ready to go. I'm going to have all my ducks in a row. And I'm going to try to shoot one. But I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, I had a great hunt. My season starts today. Yeah. I'm really excited. I'm going to hunt hard tomorrow morning. And Friday morning, if I don't get one. And I'm just, I'm super jacked, too. Yeah. I've been scouting for two weeks. And that's part of the fun, too, is going looking for, for sure. them. Yeah. It's, that's half the battle. Yeah. It's awesome. If you got a buddy to do that with, too, like just drive, you're driving, you know, drive time looking for birds, it's pretty fun. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the Excellent. other thing I would do when is I think it's important to do, like, a tackle box clear out like what what don't you use why do you really have this are you actually going to ever tie this on and if you don't find somebody who will there are lots of people who would really appreciate your especially if you're a pretty avid angler and like the stuff's pretty high quality mm -hmm. but you don't use it you'll appreciate not having it in your boat and yep. they'll definitely appreciate having having tackle that's worth a fair chunk of money we all spend money on tackle that we don't ever use. Frivolous spending. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard not to. It's the nature of the business. And I think it's, I think it's really good for you. At least, at least for me, 
uh, as an individual, like I like to, to simplify it as much as possible. Yeah, so, last year we gave a bunch of tech to those kids in uh, mm-hmm. Pine River. Yeah, just went through our, our boxes. Do we Are we really using this stuff? But would a kid maybe, love to have that? Yeah, maybe catch like a 28-inch northern out of the Pine River. Just love it. That kid needs that, and I don't. It's right. mutually beneficial, and you'll feel good about it. Ask around, find a niece or nephew or, like, the neighbor. neighbor who, the neighbor kid. Who, yeah, who likes yep. to fish. Yeah. And maybe that's just the jump a kid needs to get into fishing. Right, right. And they'll feel good about, like, okay, the little community I'm getting into is pretty friendly. This random fisherman that I don't know that well gave me a bunch of, of fishing stuff. I did that at the dock a couple times and felt felt good for me and helped the kids. Kids fishing off the dock when I pull in, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take just two minutes, look through, find five things that I don't use, and give these five things to so these kids who biked to a public access to fish off the dock. Yes. Like, good for you, kid. Way to get after it. Yeah. Way to not go play Xbox. Right. Yeah. I love that. I tackle love house, that. Or tackle clearance. I good love idea. it. Anything else I would do this week? I would definitely get the grill out. That's what we're doing right I now. I can smell it, and it's it driving delicious. me crazy. The dog is just as happy as to be. He's smelling it. Oh, yeah. This is just a great day to be alive. Great day to be an American. I really do appreciate spring for, and the opener, I feel like we're so lucky to have opener where it falls. Like, think if there, like, think if opener was Memorial Day weekend. May would just be so brutal. Oh, it's so nice out. You know the fish are biting. Mm-hmm. There wouldn't be a crappie left in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, you're there right. There wouldn't be a the crappie left. The walleyes protect the crappies a lot. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and the build, but I like the build-up. That's the point I was trying to the make. The hype. Like the hype. This time of optimism and looking forward to a whole season is some of the, like, I'm I'm pretty happy right now. And I haven't caught a walleye. In months. No, in well, weeks. Yeah. And I, from a non-fisherman's perspective, the equivalent to opener was the season eight, episode one of Game of Thrones. <laughs> You've yeah, waited sure. a very long yeah. time for this. Yep. yep. And now it's finally here. Mm-hmm. And you are so jacked up. Delayed gratification is a good thing. You got to love it. Sometimes it's just worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Some things are just worth the wait. All right, break time. Break. All right. Last couple things. Imaging. I just bought it. I just bought a Helix Seven, Dan. You did? No. Oh. But if I did. Yeah. What should I? You know, I've seen all these videos mm-hmm. and stuff of mm-hmm. the side image. Yeah, right. And it looks so sweet. Right. You can yep. see fish. Those are tarpon. Oh. <laughs> I could see the scales. I could see the scales of the tarpon (laughs) on my side image. Right. What, like, is that what I'm gonna get? No. Not not, unless you're fishing tarpon. Oh. But I yeah. The whole idea is you should have some realistic expectations for imaging, especially when you start. There's definitely a learning curve, but it's. It's also related to uh, the the what type of bottom content you're fishing, right? So I think about on the southeast side of Leech, I fish a lot of rocks and rubble. And I don't expect my imaging to be able to pull a fish out of those rocks and rubbles. And, and unless they happen to be 
Um, in, a, in a bare spot. In a bare spot or something. So your imaging is great in, situationally, right? So depending on the bottom content, if they're laying on sand, yeah, you can expect to see fish. They're not going to look, you're probably not going to get a, a dorsal fin or a tail fin on a on a 16-inch walleye that the image is picking up from 60 feet away. Yeah. it's That's not my experience. From a... From a like six seven hundred dollar unit or eight hundred dollar right, unit. Right. Uh, <laughs> I don't have one, but I would imagine it's a little bit different if you spend over a, a couple grand on a on a unit. Could be. You know, but I don't have that kind of cash flow, and I don't have that technology in my boat. Sure. So, for me, I take it for what it is, and that looks like a little dot. Yeah. Or a blob. So for people who are fishing an imaging unit for the first time realistic applications for you is looking in sand for fish feel free i think you should try to do that i think you can do that sometimes but it's also it's far more useful for me for finding bottom transitions for finding rocks for having an idea of what the bottom looks like not for seeing the individual 16 inch walleye i'm trying to catch right you're looking for the you're looking for the area to sonar right yeah, yeah. I rely pretty heavily on my two D still. Yep. And that's. I rely a lot on my sonar. Yeah. It's like as far as what your graph comes with, your sonar is a pretty doggone reliable, and b it's re- pretty easier easy to read. Yeah. So like I I think that if I drive over a fish, that's not super hugging bottom. Even if it is, I think I still can see it. You know, I can I can see it with my sonar. Mm-hmm. You know where I if I'm in down imager, I may not pick that up. Right. You know, and if if you are not going either straight forward or straight backward, your down image is not going to be your best option because it reads in a straight line on the, through the transom of your boat. Right. It's one straight beam that runs down. Where your sonar, if you're drifting, is a is a cone. It's mm-hmm. conical. So um, you're going to have a wider view of what you're actually looking at instead of a thin strip like you will with down image if you're drifting. Yeah. I would I'd, I'd tell people, especially since we're looking at the some of the best, you know, four to six weeks of fishing right off the bat, you know, that if you do have a good opportunity where you're you're feeling real good about where the fish are, whether or not you caught them, like mm-hmm. that's one way to find out. Maybe you've caught them pitching, pitching shallow or something. Or maybe your 2D is working really well and you're certain you're on a pot of fish. I think, I mentioned this last year, I think. We try to re- a bunch. reverse engineer it. Yep. Look, look, look at what they look like on your imaging. Can you see them on your imaging? And then find out why or why not, you know, depending on what the bottom content might be. I think that's a, a great way to, to shorten the learning curve with your imaging. Yeah, you're just gonna be able to you're gonna be able to see it, cause you can you can replicate side image a lot of times, you know, like in situations where where if you read a fish on you know this bottom content, you can replicate to other bottom contents similar to that. Okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So you can if you you know if you can learn okay this is what you know a little bit of sand waves looks like. And that's what a fish looks like. Mm-hmm. You can see that 
time and time again. Yeah. Yep. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Right. Makes sense. And, like, the videos that you see of these products, a lot of times they're in rivers, which have purely sand soil a lot of times, sand and rock. Right. And they they show up so easily on your imaging. So you can't really expect that in areas with lots of soft bottom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or tall rubble. Yeah. Yeah. Same goes for that. Correct. Yep. Uh, imaging is useful for sure. You get better the longer you use it. It, I think it's worth the investment, but don't expect the screenshots that you see on the on the websites and on Facebook all the time. Right. The reason those guys, those professional anglers, take the screenshots is because they're unique. You know, they're right. not they're not they're taking them all the time. They take them when they're in a unique situation where it allows them to get a great shot. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Final tackle tips of the week. Tips and tricks for being a better walleye angler. Yeah, for better preparedness. Yeah. Um, my tip has everything to do with barrel swivels. So we're getting to, like, opening week is by far most abundantly. You, you use, you're using jigs a lot of time. Like, yeah. the majority of people are using jigs. So what I suggest, especially if you're planning on jigging quite a bit, go ahead and take your mono rod, tie a barrel swivel on it, and then even if you don't have fluorocarbon laying around, just take two feet of your main line and tie it from your and tie it onto a barrel swivel, and that'll keep you from twisting up super super bad. Um, and I would also, if you have old snells laying in your, like on your rods, check them for knots. If they have knots, go ahead and just replace them. Yeah. That's what I would do this week. It's a pretty old line, too. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd just start fresh. Yep. Yeah. Interestingly, we didn't discuss this beforehand, and I have, like, an alternative. June bug jigs? Which, which is learning how to tie a double uni knot. So line-to-line -line knots are not <laughs> used by walleye anglers all that often tournament guys yeah for sure most fishing guides all you know yeah for sure but it's a very useful knot so it's a line to line knot and i use it to uh tie on leaders for going from braid to a a clear leader as of right now in my life i never tie terminally from braid to my tackle i always tie a leader of some sort, whether it be a jig wrap rod, um, a crank rod, a lindy rig rod. There's always, always a leader. I never tie direct braid, to braid. Braid. Yep. So double uni knot is pretty simple. It's a real satisfying knot to tie. Super low profile. So I use it all the time for my jig wrap rods now. Instead of goes tying through it, your guides real. Goes light. through your guides. Yep. <laughs> um, my buddy Matt ties them because he likes to fish braid. Uh, with his jigging rods, but he doesn't want braid going to his jig. And it's just, it's a little bit uh, safer than a barrel swivel if you're going to cast at all, because you have to be aware of like where your bar barrel swivel is, make sure it doesn't go in that lead guide mm -hmm. or smash into that lead guide. 
and also you can tie on like a nice long, you can turn a braid rod into a mono rod with the double uni knot, you know, like right. you're going to, you can tie on 20 feet and cover all your shallow water pitching that you happen to have to do that day, but you really want to use your braid rod because that's like where you castability. Castability, and also maybe that's just like your nicest rod, the rod you want in your hand. You're in a situation where you don't want to switch to a mono rod, or maybe you don't have one, but you want to fish mono or fluoro or whatever. Double uni knot is pretty simple to learn, super satisfying to tie, pretty strong, and is able to convert any rod to, you know, you just get weeder material on. Yeah, I like tying it. And how I learned to tie it, I'm not going to describe it. I would Google it. Watch some YouTube videos. You'll pick it up pretty quickly. The Google machine. Google machine. I love it. Yeah. Good knot to know. You know, when you get a knot under your belt where you're like, all right, I know how to tie that one. And it's useful. That feels good. Easy skill to pick up in the next week or two. Right. And you can practice it, you know, inside. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to. If it's crummy out or you don't have an opportunity to get out... Uh, or get up, you know, get up here. It's a great way just to get, you know, it's a great fishing activity yeah, for you. Yeah, getting the mindset. Yeah, because that's, that's half of fishing. It's yeah, just getting for in sure. the, getting all those little that zen feeling, way. you know. Yep. Feeling pretty zen right now. Are you? Yeah. I feel really awesome. Frogs are going bananas. I love it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> are we done? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we've done a, quite a good job here. I hope so. I have to go to bed so I can go shoot a turkey tomorrow. Oh, you do have to go to bed. Yeah. Um, now able to be found on iTunes. So you click if you've got an iPhone, you click on the podcast thing. Type in Walleye Talk. We're the first one that pops up. Easier way for people listening on their on their mobile devices. Always on SoundCloud. Like and share. Please. The sharing thing makes a big difference, I think. We're always looking to try to get this out in front of more people, and we sort of plateaued. So if you share it, you're helping us a bunch. Who knows? You know, your neighbor might really like it, and then you got something to talk about. Yeah. Did you hear that dumb thing Will said last week? God, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Who fishes purple? <laughs> Just kidding. Relax. It's from some neighbor of a guy in Iowa. Relax. Are you choking me? <laughs> No way. It's a radio. He literally just threw his chair. <laughs> Bam! Pow! Uh, goodbye, Pow. folks. Pow! Pow!